Welcome, everyone. We're about to begin with Hashem Feedback and Insight Share number 108. In order for marriage to have uh, success, there needs to be a grounding of truth, of understanding who you both are. And that's the starting point. And anytime you try to dodge it, you'll be pulled away from one another. And very often what happens in marriages in the beginning is they don't understand who they really are what their backgrounds are and why they think and behave a certain way. And when it's not real and it's not based on an understanding of the truth of one another, then things become hollow, there's resentment, there's a lack of enthusiasm, and so on and so forth. So whenever you see that there is some type of an argument or a discord between a husband and a wife, first step is also to ask yourselves, are we in being emes with ourselves and with each other? Are we being truthful to who we are? Uh, one of those things that gets glossed over at the time you decide to marry and you become engaged and then you 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 um, are married already is cultural differences, meaning that you're both Eden. You're both Jews. You have the common bond of Torah and mitzvahs. So you may feel comfortable marrying someone from another country or another Hasidus or another uh, culture. And um, very often what happens is, is that when there is a language barrier or the goals of the Yiddishkeit seem somewhat different from one another, it masks and under and, and in the dating process it covers it's covered up. You don't see it so much. And then when you're married it comes up a lot. And even if you have the same culture, you marry within the same Hasidus or in the same type of families, and so on and so forth. Nevertheless, families, nevertheless, are sub- are either subtly or even not so subtly very different from one another. And it is confusing sometimes to husbands and wives when they have no idea that the behavior of her, their husbands, their wives, are really normal, are really acceptable in the culture in which his wife or her or her husband grew up. And he or she often judges it, doesn't know how to respond to it, sees it as a personal failure in the other person, and tries to change it. And that machlaikis could be significant. But what's happening? What's really happening is, is that the couple is coming face to face with the truth of their cultural divide, or truth of their family differences, a truth of their somewhat different hashkafis, uh, even though they may have taka married within similar mishpachis, but nevertheless, there is some type of cultural divide. And they didn't focus on that before they got married. And then when after they got married and they behave a certain way, uh, based on these cultural uh, aspects that they've seen in their family, um, there is some disagreements and, 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 and you know, distance. But when you're makarit and you realize you come from this family, I come from this family, we, 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 we have different ways of viewing even Yiddishkeit itself, then we make, we make room for one another, we learn from one another, we go beyond it, and that's a vehicle of great growth. Another thing that happens with this type of things is when there are second marriages. And sometimes in second marriages, the dating process, let's say, goes very well, and thing, and, and they both have good midas, they're well people, good people, and they're optimistic about their ability to, we'll, we'll manage whatever bumps in the road comes up, um, but they don't yet understand the day-to-day challenges that sometimes could happen 
whether it's children or just simply adjusting to a new spouse. And as time goes on, it's sometimes clear that, you know, it's harder than you thought it was. But again, to, you, one needs to remember, even when that happens, which is normal, is that the confusion or disappointment and blame is not really a healthy thing and not really a truthful thing. What is happening here? It's simply that, uh, uh, um, let's say, there's a remarriage. Now you're coming to face-to-face with the reality of what is asked for, that it does take hard work, some compromises, working through things. The couple may have not understood that challenge while they were dating or appreciate that challenge while they were dating, uh, or they may have not wanted to focus that much on the reality of that. You know, you don't want to discuss possible problems while dating that much, but then it happens. But it's nothing to be alarmed about or anything like that. It's just the normal that come up in a remarriage situation that they didn't tackle till now, and now they could tackle, but it, the, the point is not to blame each other. And just comfort, comfort level of knowing that this is part of growing, this is part of the Hashem's plan. This is why, by the way, in every marriage, no matter how much you dated or didn't date or know the Mishpachas and so on and so forth, and you think you know the Chas and Kala, and you think you didn't know each other, Hashem made it, it was a, it's, it's a bracha, that Hashem only makes known to the couple that are thinking about getting married, and they're about to be, get married, and they commit to become Chas and Kala, they only see part of the picture. And that's the way Hashem wants it. If the whole picture would be seen, people would run away most of the time and not get married in the first place. This limited view is purposeful. You do your shtadlis, of course, with a human reason, but you really don't see a whole picture until they're by the chuppah, and then after the chuppah, then you see it. Once married, then Hashem gives you the kaychais to work out whatever challenges Hashem is giving you and to work through that. And that's davoides Hashem. Hashem is emes. So one needs to remember that even if they were dating and things seemed smooth, and now they're married and they see challenges, or when they were in a, getting ready for a second marriage, and while dating they weren't aware of all the aspects, and now that they're married already, whether a divorced couple remarrying or a widowed couple remarrying, or one, whatever the scenario may be, that that there are challenges that is recognizable only after they got married, Hashem gives them the kayach. Once the chuppah happens, to connect with one another, to unite with one another, and to deal with all these situations. And that's the strong foundation. If you trust in HaKadosh Baruch Hu, and both of you say to yourself, and no matter how long after you're married, sometimes if you didn't address it, these cultural divides would still bother one another, to say to yourself, Hashem is Emes, Hashem put us together, we all have, we of course, we both have to work on our character, but the fact that we feel and think differently on things, there's nothing wrong with that. And Hashem gives you the kayach to adapt and to move on. Another thing that's very important in the side of marriage is the two-way street aspect of marriage. A person, each one, talking to the husband separately or the wife separately, whoever's listening to this, the husband or the wife, you are part of the equation on whatever's happening in the marriage. It's an obvious thing, but we ignore it. What happens is, is most people conveniently focus on their spouse and list a laundry list of complaints against their spouse, Not, and they're sure that they're the reason for the difficulty that you're experiencing. But what's missing in the picture is your own contribution to the dynamic of the marriage, 
and that when the two realities meet, that is what creates the tension sometimes or the challenge. It's not necessarily that your husband failed or your wife failed. That may not even be necessarily true that you failed to a great extent, but it's part of one or the other, and the fact that two worlds are coming together, that is what creates the, you know, the challenge. And one forgets that and thinks that it's only their spouse and they're the problem. You know, people, most people have, have had the experience of feeling differently or speaking differently or reacting differently depending on who they are interacting. So even within yourself, there are changes and there are aspects that change within yourself. But the bottom line is when you communicate and you're having a marriage that both of you, both husband and wife, contribute equally to the impact of the fact that they're with each other now. They are participating both in whatever's happening between them and they both are responsible for the quality of their interaction. It's a dual responsibility. That's one thing that's very important to always know. It's not just your husband or your wife's responsibility. You have a certain achrayas too. Don't be afraid of that achrayas. Take it as an opportunity. It could be something that you look at with a simcha, with a maturity, that you have an achrayas also in every interaction you have with your husband or with your wife, to act wisely, and to make it better. When you look at marriage through this hashkafa, then you'll be able to experience yourself as a person, that you have your own feelings and your own opinions and your own ideas and your own life experiences and your own neshama and everything else that makes you who you are. And also you'll able to experience your husband or your wife the same way that they have their feelings and opinions and ideas, maybe somewhat different than you. You and you understand both of them. And neither of you controls the essence of the other. You can't change the other person. Neither of you can define the other. Neither of you lives mamish in the other person's world. As much as we empathize and we should try to be in the other person's shoes, we cannot totally be in the other person's shoes. So you cannot make your husband or wife become something that he or she is not. What are you both? You're two people in one relationship, which means that you're both responsible and you're both contributing. So this notion of thinking that it's always my fault for some personalities, but in more common themes, that it's always my husband's fault, always my wife's fault, they're the ones who don't understand things and they're the ones who get it wrong. This is not a clear picture of what's really happening because it is both of you contributing And in a positive way, you could profoundly influence in a positive way each other despite your differences by being in each other's presence, understanding things, listening to each other's thoughts, empathetically understanding feelings and opinions. And you'll learn things and you grow. And I said this many, many times. This is such a big mistake that married couples that are married for 10 years, 20 years, 30 years plus, and they th- say, I know they're my wife or my husband like a book. There's nothing I can learn more about them. It is usually extremely false. You learn and you can learn things every single day. The neshama is very deep, beautiful, mysterious. And even after, you'll realize after 20 years, if you behave a certain way in the right way with amuna and trust and deep intimacy and deep listening and empathy, you see things emerge in your husband or wife's personality in a beautiful way that you have not seen for 20 years or ever. And that's because now you're learning the skills and tools to 
learn about one another. So this is the idea of having a muna also and betachin, the mutual respect, having belief in the essential goodness of the other, that your husband or your wife is essentially a good person. You want to create a friendly atmosphere, but also a shared responsibility. It's not just them. It's me. I need to work on it too. Every time I interact with my husband, I have a certain achrayas in how I behave towards him. Every time I interact with my wife, I have a certain achrayas on how I behave towards her. So, you know, to, to say I'm experiencing a conversation and I'm not part of it and I'm not contributing it, that's not really what marriage is all about. So that is a very important thing to also know, that two-way street that you are not a passive um, participant in the marriage or in interactions. You're actively involved, and you're the way you do it in your skills, you can enhance things greatly. Another thing to recognize in marriage that, again, people have chalishas abadas about, and, and it causes a lot of agmas nefesh that it shouldn't, is to realize that marriage is a work on prog- in progress. It is learning on the job. It's on the job training. That's what marriage is. It's on the job training. Of course, when you have the chinuch beforehand and education, which we said in many shiurim how important that is, that is true. But ultimately what happens afterwards is you have to live it. And what happens is, is when you're really married, each spouse, husband, wife, needs to adjust and come to terms with the reality of being married, which means you have to learn countless new skills and then get better at it, constantly developing new awareness and getting better at that. There are certain realms of understanding that when you were not married yet, you may have not even realized existed. And even if you're married 10 years plus, if you didn't learn the skills right now, you may not know that it exists. And by learning those skills and recognizing that each person, husband, wife, alone, is a a small world, a universe unto themselves, that is a Pesach to know that I need to grow and learn and thrive by helping each other and helping understand each other. Very often, what happens is, is that people, couples, expect to already know everything, that they should understand everything already, they should both know how to behave exactly the way they're supposed to behave, they should both know automatically how to respond the right way. What people forget is that when you marry, you're inhabiting like you're in a foreign world. Your, your wife or your husband is a totally different world than you. No matter how much you felt connected or are connected or have some similar hashkafais or, 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 you know, whatever it is, the bottom line is you are separate worlds. And you need a, you need a gaitor, literally. But you have to offer that gaitor. A husband needs to open up and explain himself. Explain, answer questions that his wife's asking provide translations of what he wants, and the wife to husband, same thing. They forget, what they forget often is, is that they're in their best interest, you know, that it is in their best interest, that their spouse succeed in the challenging task of being a good husband or a good wife, and they are the best position to help that happen, meaning that you as a wife are in the best position to make your husband the best husband he can be. And you as a husband have the greatest potential and ability to make your wife the best wife she can be. So there's a lot of self-work involved, but at the same time, you have the keys in your hands as well to a very large degree. Everyone is a Christ on their own world. So you have to remember that your spouse, your husband or wife, is starting from square one. 
it's not really fair to assume that they should know how your mind works or how your culture was exactly and how they feel in every aspect. It is a learning by job in training, by living day in and day out with him, with her, to navigate the challenges that come up. Then you start beginning to know more who the person you are married to is. And each spouse, husband and wife, to commit to the other, to help the other in this lifelong challenge. Anyone involved in inner work knows how hard it is to get you know yourself even in a real way. So if it's true by yourself, how much so most or more so it's for your husband or wife? I remember uh, it says here, basically, this is also Marion Castle talking in inner marriage, that you're only seeing the tip of the iceberg. It's fascinating. There was an author called Ernest Hemingway, a great author, and, and he wrote profound stories, but in very simple language. So when you read his stories, you think, think this is such a simple story. It's written in very simple English. He said this, she said that. Some people weren't impressed with his writings, and but many appreciated the genius of it or the depth behind it. So what happened was is he wrote stories that on the surface looks like a simple thing, you're not even sure what the significance is. But if you look deeply, you see how deeply significant it is. And he explained that the, what he does is, is he's writing what's visible, like the iceberg, like the top of the iceberg, the little piece that sticks out of the water. That's what you're seeing. But underneath it, there's, there's the whole entire structure that's, that's there that you do not see. That's the unconscious and the behind. And he said that that's how I, he writes. He writes where you only see the tip of the iceberg. And when you read carefully, you're able to go into the depths. So similarly, it's with your husband and with your wife. You see the open aspects of them, not realizing that they have layers and layers and layers of depth, of beautiful personality. And it's not realistic to expect to dig it out on, your, on its own. It's not really realistic. It's not a fair expectation to expect you to understand your wife and your wife should understand the husband, you know, right away or even after years, unless they each really work hard at it, trying to learn more about each other. So by appreciating both you and your spouse, both of you, that you're learning on the job through the course of your life and you're learning more and more and more, then you're more likely to become realistic you're more likely to be patient. You're more likely to understand that there'll be missteps that happen when these two small worlds, you and your husband, you and your wife, sometimes collide. They're trying to be one, and there are bumps in the road. It's nothing to be afraid of, nothing to be alarmed at, and, and the blaming is really not healthy. So as a, in a summary to what we said, number one is to ground yourself in the MS that you and your wife, you and your husband come from different cultures, different backgrounds, even if it seems similar. And not to blame each other for it, to know the MS that, okay, we're in a new matzah and we need to work through that truth and realize, okay, this is a challenge, but we need to work through it. The fact that it's a two-way street, that you're each a part, active participant and that there's on-the-job training. Not knowing these things makes a person feel that they are helpless or that they blame their husband or their wives for things that really they have no, you know, there's no really validity to, to blaming them by just simply being different and trying to learn and commit to connect with one another as you learn to grow and learn who each other is. But when you accept this, when you understand this, that marriage, when you come in, will have challenges because you come from different worlds. And there'll be a bumpy period because that's the normal progression 
of Nisyanis in life as you're learning towards each other. And there's a realistic view. And you realize it's a two-way street and you yourself, husband or wife individually, have a lot of decision-making and input in conversations to make your spouse the better, you know, to bring out their potential, to realize it's a two-way street, and to realize that it's on-the-job training. People think that it's cruise control, and it's not cruise control. There is hard work involved. When you know all this, then the resentment goes down tremendous level, and and the goal is is to remove the resentment altogether when you have difficulties, knowing that this is very natural and normal flow. As long as each one tries and works towards it, and there'll be matzliach. Bracha natzlacha.